0: we do that father we just we thank you that you are here holy holy god and lord i pray that you would just have your way in this place there are people here today god that need you Father, they need a fresh touch
1: from you Holy Spirit. Listen to my earnest prayer, Cause Jesus prayed it years ago that the glory you had given him, I would somehow come to know. personal. You tonight.
0: Anybody hungry in here tonight? Thirsty?
1: Come on, come find your way down up front tonight. Come on, find your way down.
2: in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet This you don't owe I just wanna see Anything that you can do, I just want you.
0: Sing that one more time. I'm caught up. Come on, just the voices.
2: I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm, I'm caught up in this holy Moments, I never want to leave.
1: Come on, Jesus.
2: Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. anything more than anything
1: that you can do i just want you i just want you i just want you nothing else nothing else nothing else will do i just want you Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want to sit here at your feet, I'm caught up in this holy
2: moment. I never want to leave, Jesus. I'm not here for blessings. Jesus you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do I just want
1: you I just want you God I just want you Jesus oh Jesus I just want you, Jesus. I just want you, and nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you, nothing else. Nothing else nothing else will do I just want you Nothing else Nothing else nothing else will do Jesus we
0: need you We need more of you God We need more of you, oh, Jesus. God, we need more of you. Mm. We need more of you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we
1: need more of you.
0: Let that river flow right here.
1: Flow right here. right here, God.
0: Jesus. We release it right now. We release it
1: right now in the name of Jesus.
0: We release it in this place. Ah, Romondo, she did it. Si. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.
1: Mm. Holy Spirit. Ah, Babashita, Tediposi. Poor Ramanda, Bashita, Tediposi.
0: Here, at Aboshi, Criander, Romosi, Redarab.
1: Come on, Jesus. Let it flow, God. Let it flow. Mm, let it flow, God. Let it flow. Ooh. Holy Spirit. Mm.
0: Come on. Come on. Don't stop worshiping him
1: yet. Come on. The other day, Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm. Jesus. Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Caught up in Your presence, I just wanna sit here at Your feet. I wanna lean back and breathe, Oh God, Jesus. Mm.
2: Shh. Mm.
0: Don't rush past the moment. Sometimes we we rush past the moment thinking we're going to get something somewhere else and it's sitting right there with us. Spirit, come on, come on, guys, keep pressing in. Come on, sometimes you're fighting for people that can't fight, sometimes you're fighting for people that can't fight coriamandoshia rabasso te You know, I think it's moments like this that your desire for him pushes through what you think you need. And then it's met with his love. And I I, I don't want to say they meet in the middle because I don't think you have to reach very far. A lot of times we come in his presence with this big list of of needs and wants. And when a night like this where all you do is say, I just want you. It pushes all those things away. And he's just sitting there like, I'm
1: right here. Oh, Jesus. Mm.
0: This is that awkward silence that the church is so afraid of. If you want to sit down, you can. If you're on the floor, you can stay right there. You ain't going to bother anything that we're doing tonight, I promise you. We're going to do something a little bit different anyways. Y'all know I like different. You stay right there and pray. I'm going to get this just because I need it. I just think there's an important word that needs to be released in this place tonight. Corra maschceria barro boseta
1: da mondo sì
0: Corra mandoscieria mandossi tetatapo cosita tapoco sì Aba chiceria mondo sì tetatamonossi
1: Corra maschceria barro Oh father
0: release the burdens from us tonight. Release the burdens from us tonight, oh God. Mm. The things that we think we're so responsible for, I release them right now. In the name of Jesus, I release them right
1: now. Kashikariya mandosut.
0: che era boscicarmo sicriamondai te devo tuo aria holy spirit
1: mm. jesus jesus
0: there's some people being healed right now. Mm. There's some pain that's being taken away. Oh, Jesus. Pain being taken away
1: right now. Hmm. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You got it? That's okay.
0: I ain't rushing you, I promise.
2: Sound
0: <laughs> hey. about like me today. I've been distracted all day, it seems like. But it hadn't been the enemy. Some of it was just tired. Some of it is just what I, I keep feeling the Lord is, is speaking. Guys, God is, is shifted some things. God is shifting some things. It's okay. He ain't heard nothing. Get back there. And we've got to we've got to be sensitive to where he's shifting and what he's doing, and you know, up there in Bentley last week, it, it <laughs> we preached about something totally different, and the fire fell, and and we had a great time. And man, it was there was one lady I almost felt sorry for at one point. We were praying for this person here, and I'm like, well, I get to her in a second, and I look, and she's laid out on the floor. I'm like, oh Jesus. Is she alive as I'm praying? And yeah, she's alive. She's breathing. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> it's like, come on. My, my lovely wife is going to come up and share something with you tonight. We're going to kind of talk. But we're going to release some things that need to be released. That's what happens when you get drunk in the spirit, Jonathan. They're knocking things over. Oh, I'm sorry.
3: A couple weeks ago, you know, leading up to our lead conference that we've just been a part of for the last two days, um, every Friday, it, it varies what day of the week it is, but it's end up on Fridays. We always have meetings together um, as a staff, and uh, we had some people who aren't in office that are part of our extended staff that we zoomed in. And our focus was lead conference specifically. You know, we have The organization the planning of everything that's takes months to come through with people but we also do a huddle we call it a huddle which is just like a little devo every morning and uh, this one morning on a friday it was my turn but we were having a zoom meeting so i didn't think i was gonna have to do it you know to get out of stuff you know what i'm saying but they made me do it so i'm on zoom call with our staff in the office and um so pastor scott's like okay wendy You know, what do you want to, go ahead, take your huddle. So I'm like, all right. So, well, so the scripture may come in a different sense where I'm thinking about it than what we're normally used to it saying. And that is Hebrews 4.16. And it says, let us approach, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You know, when when I normally think about that scripture, I think, you know, things I'm going through. You know, I, re- I reference it for myself. But that day, I just felt like God was telling me, you know, Wendy, you know, y'all fixing to have a lead conference, and there's all the Assemblies of God ministers who are able to make it that's going to be there. Our ministers, our churches, their teams, or whatever. And how many needs are going to show up in one place? Needs we may never hear about. Because sometimes... We're just a little bit too pride, prideful to let people know of a need. It can be little and it can be big. And so my devo for that day was let us, I pray that we're able to minister to ministers in their time of need because sometimes we ain't going to even know there's a need there. They're going to come in with their makeup face, oh, it's great, just like we do every day. We walk around with masks on pretending everything is okay when inside it's not. And we're, we just won't tell people what's really going on with us. So the confidence that I was talking about was let us as believers who know we can't hide, we can't hide. You know, be transparent with yourself. There's things that I need help with. Let me go there in my time of need not just for myself to help others in their time of need you know so pastor scott was like all right because we're so focused sometimes on planning and planning and the outcome and making sure everybody has a great time and all these things that they come to look forward to and as a staff sometimes we're like okay this has got to look perfect this has got to look perfect this will look perfect but in reality those people are walking through our doors and we see them in that amount of people once a year. What is it that we can do for them that ministers to that one specific purpose? Let us be sensitive enough because this is God's presence we want here. It's not just another event. We want God to dwell in this place and for everybody to leave that place different, that they confident that they can go forth with their personal need, so in turn they can turn around and help others. Because if we can't get over stuff, how can we help others get over stuff?
0: So I guess the question is is, does that relate to us? Is it related to them? How many of us walk in the door each week? We've got serious needs, but we look good. We look good you know what guys that's why i told you earlier sometimes we're fighting for those but here's the, the flip side of this and this is where i, I want to i want us to that the really the word i think the lord is, is trying to re- get us to understand tonight we come in here on a wednesday or a sunday or any other thing we do and a lot of times we think like what can i do right who am i oh he's gonna say i'm a child of god again yeah you are but that's not the point. That's not the point right now. Who are you? You're somebody that can help. Well, I can't help. Really? I want to read a story to you. I've got Matthew 14 pulled up in the Amplified, starting in verse 13. I want to read the story to you. Matthew chapter 14 Starting in verse 13. When Jesus heard about John, he left there privately in a boat and went to the secluded place. When the crowds heard of this, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt profound compassion for them. And he healed their sick. When evening came, the disciples came to him and said, this is an isolated place and an hour is already late. The hour is already late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the village and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here except five loaves and two fish. They replied, What we do? God, what can I do? I'm a nobody. Never been to Bible college. How can I pray for somebody to be healed? I don't know how to preach, I don't know how to pray. I don't know. We, we come up with a lot of excuses. But they said, we do have five loaves and two fish. And what did Jesus say? Well, we're going to have to go train you for a little while first.
1: No. No.
0: He said, give them to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up toward heaven, he blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples And the disciples gave them to the people, and they all ate and were satisfied. They were all full. They picked up 12 full baskets of leftover broken pieces. There were about 5,000 men who ate besides the women and the children. This is the word God is trying to get us to understand. He didn't call you to feed the 5,000. He didn't call you to heal the sick. He didn't call you to raise the dead. What he did call you to do, though, is use what he's given you, and he'll multiply that.
3: Because he actually says, "And bring them here to me. Not to All me. All you're
0: responsible for is here they are, Lord. Here they are. Am I going to pray for the sick? Yeah. Am I going to pray for the dead and raise the dead? If he says so. Is it my responsibility for any of this stuff to happen? No. Why don't we allow God to use us to to fight battles? Why don't we allow God to use us to to pray for the sick? Because we think we're the ones who's going to get them healed because we didn't pray enough. Or we didn't do this, or we didn't do that. That's a whole other subject. I I just got to get you to understand tonight what what I begin to see. I don't have to reach this entire city. All I have to do is bring a couple fish and some bread. Let Jesus multiply it. That's my only responsibility. It's some fish and some bread. Oh, guess what? Maybe I don't have fish and bread. Maybe I got a loaf some bologna.
3: Somebody else may have the bread. Somebody else may have the basket. You see where I'm going?
0: It's not your responsibility to know everything. It's not your responsibility to raise the dead. It's your responsibility that when Jesus says, bring it to me, to bring it over to him and then let him do the miracle. We've got to stop making excuses on why things can't happen in our life. We've got to stop making excuses because we think we're supposed to be doing all the work. I heard a sermon last night from Leviticus 6 about the priests. And you want to talk about a challenging message? I got tons of notes, and I'm going to download it. You know why? You know the priest's responsibility on the altar was never the fire. It was never the fire. But how many times did I sit up here and say, man, I've got to pray more so that we'll have the fire on Sunday so somebody in here will get what they need? How many times did I sit there and cry because, God, I'm, I'm not doing what I need to be doing for your fire to fall so salvation so people come to need salvation. You know what Leviticus 6 says? The priest's responsibility was keep the wood on the fire and clean out the ashes that get in the way. That's it. God brings the fire. God brought the fire. It's not my place to bring the fire. It's not my place to have to worry about any of that. It's not your place to have to worry about any of that. It's when the need arises... And God says, I want you to go. God, this is all I have. (laughs) It's more than enough for me. It's
3: more than enough for me. Why me? Somebody else can do it better. They're more qualified than I am. What's special about me to be able to do anything for you?
0: Anybody remember who had the fish? This version of it doesn't say. Who had the fish and the loaves? It was a little boy. It was his lunch. He didn't even go there planning to feed 5,000 people. But look what he got in the end. Twelve baskets of left leftover. He showed up. You want God to bless you? Bring your fish and your bread. And say, God, I can't raise the dead, but I got some fish and some bread. <laughs> I can't change a city, but I got some fish and some bread. Come on. God, I don't have enough money in my bank account, but what I do have, I'm going to give to you. My job is terrible. God, I need a new job. But what I got, I'm going to give to you. Well, I need to go find a new job, that ain't your job. Your job is to, to give him what you do have and let him do the rest.
3: See, in that story, the, yes. the, the sacrifice, the, the offering of one boy fed how many people? One boy fed that many Over people. 5,000 people. If we have that mentality... I come with what I have, what I can give. There's people that are gonna show up here that have the need, and you may have the sacrifice, and how many can get touched just because you were willing to bring something?
0: You know how freeing that was to me? I heard that last night, and when I was reading something this morning, I saw that, and I was like, it is not my job to bring the fire every week into the church.
3: The pressure is off of you. I don't have it's it It's not anymore. your job to bring the fire.
0: All I got to do is worship and bring what I do have. Now, here's another question. Who do you think gave that little boy that fish, that bread? Somebody else, because it was his lunch. If he was a little boy like that, he probably got it from home, didn't
3: he? I think he's a teenager for that much, you know, for that many.
0: You see what I'm saying? You see, guys, we've got to get out of the mentality that I'm not good enough, or I don't have what it takes, or I don't have enough, or I don't have any of that stuff.
1: It's not, it doesn't matter.
0: But what I do have, what I do have, kind of like the lady with the two mites, she threw in what she did have, and Jesus was like, look at that one right there. You want to move the heart of God? You want to move the heart of God? is come up with nothing and drop it down before him and say, God, I don't have anything to give you today. But what I do have, I lay myself down on that altar today because I need you. I need a move. I I can remember, and I still have the towel. They're not allowed to touch it or wash it. It's a little towel that was given to me many years ago during a, a foot washing ceremony. And I remember being on my face one night worshiping God, and the presence came in, and I was in the, the, the living room, which was our office at our house in Beaumont, and I'm sitting there, and man, the presence is so thick, and I'm sitting there bawling, and I'm, I'm wiping my face with the rag, and I'm just wiping my face, and I'm like, Jesus, I, I got nothing to offer you but my tears, I got nothing to offer you but my tears, you, this place isn't even worthy for you to stand in. And I remember taking that towel and I laid it on the ground. I said, God, all I can do is just clean off this one place with my tears if you'll just step out of heaven. That's all I had. Can I tell you, he stepped out of heaven that night. And all I could do was lay on the ground in front of it. I didn't need, well done, I (laughs) I didn't need nothing. I knew he was there and it was over with. What did I have to bring him that night? A great sermon? 10 hours worth of Bible reading, 7 days worth of fasting, hunger, desire, humility, and me. And a bunch of tears
3: (laughs) from the military, dude. You know, how long are we going to let the enemy make us feel incompetent? That's right. You know, we're driving home today and we're just got, we're listening to hot, you know, little things that he had one of my buds and I had the other one. That way we could hear each other if we spoke. And while we were driving, I, tol- I told him, I told him, I said, you know, because Richard's always been the person in my life who antagonizes me.
0: I push her, not antagonize. But for me, but it's an antagonistic,
3: it. you know what I'm saying? But it's truth. You know, we're, there's, there's always been times in our marriage that he's said something to me, that made me not want to talk because it was true. And there's nothing I could have said to come back and defend myself because it's true. We don't want to hear that from our spouse especially. But and that got us to talking and it's like, you know, I always feel that you know, what is it? Everybody, you know, there's people who can say things much better than me. Why I don't need to get up there. I don't need to talk to anybody, you know, as far as a message or just what I feel the Lord saying, you know, somebody else said that already way better than I did. What's I don't need to say it again. You know what I'm saying? But he told me, he said, but maybe at that specific service, a person was not ready to hear the way it was spoken. And when God shows you something later on similar to that thing, and if you're not willing to go up there or, or even just speak to somebody, not with a microphone, just talk to them. How am I to know that that person wasn't ready at that moment? That I could have sacrificed my fear, my, my own intimidation, that I allow the enemy to use against me to, to, be, to not want to approach people. Because let me tell you, I deal with that. That's something I battle with. I don't like to approach people because I feel like I'm imposing myself in conversations. Y'all all can probably notice that about me. I'm very standoffish because I don't feel that I can approach you. I feel like I'm interrupting you, and I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the person who's always like, What's up? You know, pushing somebody else out the side. I don't want, I don't, I've done, I have that done to me in the past, and it's something I have to work at. God don't want me to be that way. Something I have to work at to be able to let God use me in a greater way. Because on an everyday basis, people I see around, I'm no Richard Newman. I can't talk to everybody about everything, about anything. It's not me. God's given me different things than he's given Richard. But I've got to be willing to work through my own insecurities to be able to be the person God wants me to be, to be able to speak when he wants me to speak, whether it be in a microphone, whether it be on a one-to-one basis, whether it be in a small group, a Bible study, i've got to be willing to put my own fears aside and to realize that's coming from me that's not coming from god that fears from me it's from my past it's from something that happened to me at one point in my life that at that moment it's like i closed up i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let people in because i'm not gonna be hurt again you know it's not that i will get hurt again it's that you know what if i do Lord don't let me get to the point where I close myself off from being used by you. If there's a sacrifice I can bring, I've gotta get over some of these fears to be able to bring a sacrifice to the altar for God to bring the fire. Because if I can never walk and get that sacrifice to that altar, he can never bring the fire for whoever is gonna be in need at that moment in time, whether it's in a church, whether it's in Walmart, whether it's in why not stop, in a bible study. It doesn't matter. I've got to deal with some stuff here before I can totally be okay with it at any moment that I feel the the nudge. What'd you call it the other day? The he preached about it last week. Impulse. The impulse to do something. I can't let my fear squash yes. that impulse. See cuz
0: just like like you know Wendy was talking about on this particular subject, right? when we were talking about some of these things, she's like, well, who am I to say this because I'm just a bookkeeper that stays in the back room in the dungeon, as they call it. I don't have a voice. I'm just a bookkeeper in the dungeon, right? You know, Dave, you just work on pipe fittings, don't you? Pumps, you know, things, and that's all you are.
3: That's all we think we are. Even I know
0: better, but you know better. But you know what I'm saying? That's what we think. And you're like, yeah, but, but, you know, that's you. And I, Listen, I, I got a chance to pray with somebody last night that I see as one of God's generals. I have looked up to this person for years and years and respected their ministry and, and have listened to their minister. And I'm like, man, this is one of God's generals to me. And they did an altar call for if you feel alone.
3: And they come up there. A room um, full of ministers, you should have saw.
0: Hundreds of them.
3: We couldn't accommodate everybody that went to that altar because no. a minister, a person, yeah. feels alone.
0: You know, and, and I was praying, and I went up to them, and I gave a word from the Lord to them. And then ages, you could see it in their face. But who am I? All I got to offer, Lord, is a couple fish and some bread. Just a bookkeeper that sits back in the dungeon.
3: It's not really a dungeon.
0: It's not. It's actually the first office when you walk in, but you know, that's it's got two it's windows story. and a door. But you see what we're saying. We've got to get out of that that mentality because, you know, Chris Fry out of out of Eunice at New Hope, the church that we were actually in, the pastor, he's the one who preached this. You know, and, and one of the things he said is we can only see as far as we're willing to receive. We can only see as far as we're willing to receive. And a lot of times we don't receive stuff like this because we don't want to see any further. You want to go further? You want to begin to see what God is doing? Start walking up sometimes and saying, God, I all I got is some fish. But I'm willing to be used. All I got is that. What's holding us back? Us. But think about the people that can be changed if we would just get out of it. Because you don't know the things that people are going through sitting in here every week. You don't know what people are dealing with when you go to the store. But if you will just pay attention and say, God, this person looks like they're having a tough day. Offer them an encouraging word. Or just say, God, can I pray for them? Would you have something for them, Lord? And you know what, the Lord, I'll tell you sometimes. He'll drop a word in your spirit for them. And sometimes he don't. So all you gotta do is, hey man, I'm gonna pray for you. You know, can I pray for you today? Just Lord, I just pray peace over him or whatever it is. But let God use you because you are important. And it ain't about you if it happens. Pressure's off of you. <laughs> it's not about you. It's about him. no pressure. You're not trying to save the world. You're just trying to bring a couple
3: of fish and some bread.
0: And all of us can get some fish and some bread.
3: We were never called to walk this alone. No. Never. That's why we have brothers and sisters in Christ. When we're down, they come right behind us and pick us up. That way you can get up and keep moving forward to what God's called you to do. Sometimes you'll have people with you because y'all are like-minded. Y'all have the same passion and desires. And sometimes you'll have friends that theirs is totally different than you, and it's okay. You can still help each other. You still pray for each other. You can still encourage each other.
0: So, guys, here's what I want to do tonight. We brought what we felt the Lord wanted, wanted you to hear. But we're going to move it one step further now. If you're here and you have a need, I want you to come to the altar. Come to the altar and say, God, I've got a need tonight.
3: No matter how big or small. It, you may you know think what? it we're doesn't get matter. This out the way.
0: Come on up here and find you a spot. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to pray and believe that that. God's going to use. God's going to take care of it. God's going to fix whatever whatever that problem is. God's going to take care of it. Come on up here. And here's the second part. If you're here and you want to come pray for somebody and you got some fish and some loaves, come bring the fish and some loaves and see what God does. This is where you're going to learn right here. This is where you're going to learn. You're not going to learn how to pray for people walking the streets. And you're not going to learn to pray for people sitting at home hiding. Because it's really hard to learn how to how to play football when all you do is stay in your room and run drills. So let's come pray for some people. Put something on soft, Ron. Right? Let's pray for some people. Let's pray some people through tonight because you don't know what they need. Amen. Hey, guys, we're going to sign off online. We love you guys, and and we're just going to sign off, and we're going to spend some time praying. Amen? Can we focus on this tonight more than, than the live stream? We'll see you Sunday. Amen? Come on, guys, let's pray. Come on. Father, there's people.